quest to find something new And some people tell me that I'm strange and confused I'm on a quest, on a composer's quest Let me take you around the world Hey, this is Charlie McCarran. And you're listening to the Taiwan edition of Composer Quest. Last episode, you got to hear a lot of Australian birds. And this episode, we're hearing some Taiwanese birds here in Taipei. So stay tuned for interviews with composers, as always. Some from Taiwan, some transplanted from America. It'll be good. morning I stumbled into a parade going on here in Taipei uh, there's a ton of kids with giant drums and they're lighting off firecrackers right and left and someone is definitely gonna lose an eye because they are about two feet away from these fireworks but yeah it looks like a lot of fun so we'll see where this goes Temple. Uh, like. 
and Miaoli, Taizong, Taipei, uh, many places. Okay. Oh, well, Thank you. Oh, Thank you. So as part of this festival going on, there's a traditional Taiwanese orchestra here with a bunch of interesting-looking instruments. Uh, I wish I knew the names of them, but I can describe them. One is a, a bowed instrument. It's like the violin section, basically, and it's tilted upright. And then there's a bunch of people playing what looks like a guitar, but it has a wider fretboard, and they're holding it upright also. And then there's some flute-type things out of wood. And then there's one guy in the middle playing some sort of dulcimer thing. So I'll, I'll see if I can talk to maybe the conductor or uh, some of the musicians and see what they have to say after, if they speak English. That's, that's the trick around here. you about the music? Oh, I'm, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no English? No, okay. Thank you. Yeah, sure, sure. Very, uh, Hon Hao. Hon Hao. Hon Hao. Very good. <laughs> All right, well, no luck. The conductor does not know English, but I tried to tell her that it was very good. Let's see if I can find another musician. Ni hao. <laughs> Can I ask what what is that instrument? Uh this is this is a Chinese uh, violin. Like the violin. Okay. Violin. Yeah. 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 What is the name in Chinese? Uh, in, in Chinese the uh, It's two. Oh. Oh. Two strings. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the so, do, do you know Chinese? Uh, only a little bit. I just uh, arrived. Where are you come from? Um, I'm from America. America? Yeah. But I'm I'm going around and recording music. Oh. And so, how? What is this group called? Uh, what? What is the name of the? Your, the, 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 the group? The group. The group. The group the, in, in Chinese, yeah. the name is the Xiangyin. This group. Okay. Uh, Xiangyin. Uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh -huh. You're welcome. So, what does the music look like? Uh, the Chinese music. Yeah. Uh, Hakka. Hakka music. Hakka. Hakka. Oh, you, you name oh, okay. Hakka. Hakka music. Okay. Uh, Hakka traditional music or... Uh, this music is uh, the same as the Chinese music. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Can you tell me what this festival is? Pardon? Can you tell what is this festival today? Uh, today, uh, today uh, is the. Uh, I don't know how to how to speak. Uh, uh, this, this program. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, uh, this. Uh, I'm sorry, it's, it's too long. Too difficult. <laughs> yeah. I cannot okay. do, do speak. Okay, no, no problem. Uh -huh. Well, shoo yes. shoo, thank uh -huh. you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, there you have it. So, traditional Chinese music, Hakka music. Um, looks like they have a big program here today, so I might try and just stick around, record some more music. So, enjoy. listening to a stage play. I'm not sure what's going on exactly, but there were some amazing backflippers not too long ago. Inside the Hakka Museum, uh, where this festival is taking place, and they have an example drum kit. Um, it's like a small little set, but it's basically the percussion sounds we've been hearing throughout the day here. So I thought I'd just go through all the different sounds individually. So there's a little drum here suspended. There's wood blocks.
There's a couple of suspended cymbals. I like that one. Gives it a distinctive sound. And then there's like a hi-hat, tiny sort of thing. So there you have it. A haka drum set. I came outside and there just happens to be a guy demonstrating this drum set. And um, he's looks like he's about 100 years old. It's pretty great. So what he's doing that I didn't think about is he has two drumsticks in one hand and the cymbal and a drumstick in the other hand. Uh, so he's basically made himself into a one-man band, hitting potentially all the drums and cymbals at the same time. So there's a band sound checking here at this festival, and they look pretty cool and sound pretty cool. They have a bassist, a keyboard player, uh, Erhu, which I just learned about, the two-string bowed instrument, and a small Chinese guitar, which I have to figure out what the name is. Anyways, looking forward to hearing what they do. So, what is your name? Yuwen Peng. Oh. Peng Yuwen. Okay. Okay. And- and what is your band name? Siju Kong. Siju Kong. Do you write the music? Yeah, I wrote the three of those four songs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, the first one is Busy God. And the second one is uh, Mr. Law Sells His Goose which has a tongue twister. Oh, uh-huh. was that the one that you s- said the words yeah. and then the air hoop um, yes, played yes. it? Yes, yes, Oh, exactly. okay. Lo lo shuk lo. Lo ho zhen lo. In yin song gay. Lo ho zhen lo lo. I took the rhythm and uh, the tone, the melody from the tongue twister and uh, come to compose a song. And put the, and that is the basis for all the, the entire song? Like yes, the, yes, yes. Either tone or the rhythm. No, 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 no
chromosomes. The third one is under the flower tree. Flower tree. I don't know how to how you call yeah. it. The fourth is uh, the paper eagle. So, what is your process for composing songs? <laughs> well, it depends. So like for the last song, the Paper Eagle, uh, it's uh, uh, inspired by our Erhu players playing, because he has that uh, traditional opera style of playing, so I wrote uh, that title, that kind of melody on top of uh, jazz standard chord changes. Is, is your style of jazz common in Taiwan, or not? No, I don't think so, is it? <laughs> so, yeah, because it's an experiment to combine different cultures. Yeah. So we are still uh, trying to, yeah, to see what we can do. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank so. you. Where, where are you from? I'm from Minnesota oh. in the U.S. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So, um, yeah. Have you been to the U.S. at all? I just came back from Mexico. Yeah. Really? Okay, cool. Just a few days ago. Yeah. Oh, cool. And we study at Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Oh, really? Yeah, we oh. both. Cool. <laughs> so, that must have been fun. That, that seems like a really good school. Yeah. So, so what's your name? Uh, my name is Tosh. Tosh. And, and you've had some great bass playing. <laughs> A great bass solo there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One last question. Do you have CDs available? Yeah. Or... Yeah, um, we have uh, four already. The fours will come in the end of this month. How would people find you online? Yeah, Si Zhu Kong. Okay, so S-I-Z-H-U-K-O-N-G. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Got 
done with a whole day of going to a festival, and now I'm hanging out here with Josh Wilson, who is hosting me here in Taiwan. Josh, good to good to be here. Hey, great to have you. Yeah, people might remember Josh from an episode, which I have no idea what the number is anymore. Just look for composer infotainment with Josh Wilson because. We talked a lot about your YouTube channel that you do, Mr. Wilson Presents. That's right. And since I'm here, we're going to be actually doing a video for your channel. And I'm excited because you're going to be challenging me to something. Yeah, that's right. Which you've turned the tables on me. Right. How often do I get to do that? Yeah. So, all right. Let's do it, Josh. Yeah, let's get to it. Hi, I'm here with uh, Charlie McCarran from ComposerQuest.com. Hi, Charlie. Hey, Josh. And he's graciously agreed to uh, submit to a, a challenge. Uh, here's what I've got for, for Charlie today. Uh, three completely unrelated elements I'm going to ask Charlie to combine in some creative way. After a week, we're going to come back and see what he's come up with. Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. All right, now, Charlie has no idea what's in store for him, is that right? That's right. Well, I saw you writing some stuff on paper, and I caught one okay. word, Chopin. Uh, I, I, okay. But okay. we'll just see what else there is in the mix. All right. Uh, here's my first thing for you. It's okay. uh, a, a melody. Oh, okay. And for you at home, this is what it sounds like. That's a Taiwanese Aboriginal melody called Naruan. Oh, cool. So that's thing number one. Thing number two is I have uh, names of uh, Western composers in a hat here, and uh, I'm going to ask you to pick one. All right. What do we have? Bach. Oh, okay. Classic. Yeah, you, you betcha. And you, you get to you get to pick your Bach if you've got a preference. Oh, yeah, the the kids or the <laughs> the original JS. Yeah, give give you some options right. there. How about um PDQ Bach? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> well, that, we'll that, see. that will be much more interesting if you choose if you choose that one, yeah. <laughs> okay, well we'll leave that up to see what the third thing is. Okay, here's my here's my third element. Ready? That is a six-second noise clip that I got from Family Tracker. Alright. Just noise. All right. Noise. Cool. Noise, yeah. You know, two of these elements would be would be simple enough, but no, you gotta deal with that too. Hmm. Alright, cool. So we'll come back in a week 
and uh, see what happens. Great. Thanks, Josh. Oh, thank you. All right, so Josh, you just issued my challenge uh, through the video. That's that was, right, that I was did. Great. And I think it's actually pretty appropriate that you came up with an Aboriginal song from Taiwan here, because the last guy I interviewed in Australia, um, he had a question for the next person I interviewed, and it was, you, you nailed it already, because his question was basically, seek out the indigenous music of the place you're living in. So... Shoot, I got lucky on this you one. You kind of got it already. Um, where'd you find it? Uh, a few years ago, I was approached to do a soundtrack for a documentary. Um, the documentarians had a clip of an old man singing this song. Cool. I thought it would be appropriate here. Yeah. So we might as well keep the question chain going. So Okay. So you need to give me a question for the person we're interviewing tomorrow. Which is... Wait, wait, is that fair? Because I know that guy. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so okay. who are we interviewing tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're talking with Brian Alexander. He's a bass player, and uh, I, I know him from, uh, from writing uh, children's songs. Awesome. Uh, maybe this is a cop-out, but uh, it's, it's a question that I've, that I've asked a lot of people, and everybody seems to have a, like a slightly unsatisfactory answer, so I just keep asking it. If you don't have deadlines, how do you decide that a piece of music is finished? Hmm. Good question. All right. Time to call it a night, I think. Yeah. And it's late. You've had a long day. Yeah. Time for a shower. Cause I've been, <laughs> yeah. It, it's needed. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Composing to me is entirely improvisational in that I can create something just off the top of my head. And the less information I have, sometimes it comes out better. Sometimes it's better to have more information. Yeah. So I'm here with Brian Alexander. Yeah. We're walking down the streets of what, what neighborhood is this? We basically are on the line between Banqiao and Tucheng, which is New Taipei City, Taiwan. Yeah, so this is my building right here. All right, cool. And we just walked through the market, which is closing up. And what I was going to say is like composing is like walking through that market. You have all those people and objects that you just walked through are obstacles towards your success of creating your composition or your, 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 your thing. And sometimes those obstacles can inspire you and give you a better product or a better song or a better piece in the end. Other times, they just simply get in the way. They run you over. Yeah, so when I go but. through there, there's, there's one side of me that is bitter and, you know, angst and, like, Sturm und Drang, you know, if you know the term about it. It's like, I just want to get through and get out of my way, and I'm trying to get through. And it's like the grooves on a record. 
right? If it weren't for the grooves, the, the needle would spin a lot easier, but, but there would be no music. So when I'm going through there, I'm like, oh, I got on my way, and oh, hi, you know, I'm saying hi to people, and I'm frustrated because these people are in my way, but some of them I know, and they're really nice, and maybe he's selling something that I want to buy, or whatever. But in the end, I end up with this sometimes nice, wow, I just walked through my market. It felt really good, all the different grooves of the record. And other times I'm like, ah, oh, I really just can't stand this. And that's how the music is for me. It's like, sometimes you end up creating something really amazing out of something, you know, like a perfect example is my wife and I, we disagree. I'll pick up the guitar and be like, you don't ever listen to what I'm saying. I just made that up. I don't know what the hell I was going to say. And she, and she comes in. She didn't do it at first, but then she's like, well, I can do that. She's like, and, but I'm always there for you when you need me, or whatever the heck she says, right, in English or in Mandarin, depending on the language she uses. Okay. And that's how I write songs. Is like I write songs from some sort of clash of you know, reality or conflict of interest or tension or intensity. Or I just do it for, if it's for a job, I'm just like, okay, I need a song about dinosaurs and go, you know. And, but that's when you have more information because you need to satisfy the needs of a client. Which are two ends of a continuum of songwriting. Client's yeah. needs, which clients include the fans, you know, your fans or your audience, and then your own needs or desires, which is, you know, whatever that may be to you. Maybe you just want to make a fun song. This is Jenna. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. I'm uh, no, sorry, I forgot your Hi. first name already. Charlie. 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 And this is Charlie, Charlie. who you Hi. have yeah. not met. And this is Josh, who you probably have met, I think. Josh, at yeah, I at, uh, at Neo and is, at Neo's place. This is Neo and Isabel's place. Hmm. Give you this the, is a nice place. Thank you. thank you. Right now we're in Chaos Land because we've been renovating all year long. And um, this is my soon to be done studio. It's it's uh, I figure we could set up in here and talk if you want. Sure. There's, um, I'll put the, I got an air conditioner, a totally silent air conditioner we can put on. Ooh. And, uh. How do you do that? I, I spent three months researching to find this air conditioner. It's considered the quietest air conditioner on the market. Nice. Three months. <laughs> Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi air conditioner asked me for the model number, I'll tell you. I don't, I don't know it off the top of my head. So what brought you to Taiwan? Uh, I had a, a best buddy who came here in 98, and he loved it, and he came back to America, and he's like, come to Taiwan, man, it's great, you'll love it. It's paradise. I'm like, paradise? Come on. So it's not paradise. I mean, parts of it are paradise, but not most of it. It's just a big, you know, lots of cities here, and it's a very populated place. But finally, I came, and about three, two weeks after I came, he left and went to uh, Bolivia. <laughs> So I was on my own here. So that was kind of tough, actually. You need people here, you know. But I, because I was by myself, I had to learn and be independent. And that's a challenge here. You know, when you first come here, especially back in 99 when nobody really spoke much English here, now it's a lot easier. And there's no, there was no internet. There was no cell phones. There was, you could go to the, you could find an internet cafe and go to Hotmail or something and get your, get your stuff. But there was not like, any resources online back then. It was yeah. really frustrating. So I had a, I eventually got a beeper. <laughs> yeah, a beeper. And I had jazz gigs at the Blue Note, and I was doing children's musical theater for a, a company. We would travel around the island and do shows. I was in a theater production where I was a, I was a dog who had a, an, a, a master or what we call a caretaker who was um, 
uh, is actually a woman playing a boy who wanted to be a dog. And I was a, do a man playing a dog who wanted to be the boy. So we did this crazy magic thing on stage, like big magic stage, like look, looked really magical to the kids and put in this and put in that and poof. And we went, Lai Jiao Huan. It means we trade places and poof. And we had, you know, we, we sang songs and it was a theater production based, you know, for the kids to inspire them to learn English. You've been doing kids music for a long time. What's the difference, do you think, in doing kids music in America for kids who grew up speaking English versus here, kids who are like learning English? Oh, outside. tremendous. I'll give an example. Stupid song, in my opinion, but great melody. Super califragilisticexpialidocious, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you, you know, that song. Right? Everybody knows that song. Where yeah. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming around the mountain. Here, oh, those, those don't work. One, because they don't make sense. You know, should be riding six white horses. Who cares? This is, you know, we're, we're trying to learn how to, you know, how to do basic English here. You know, what's your name? How are you? Yeah. And where do you live? Kind of stuff. So and there, I was listening to one of your songs about, like, Who's that in the kitchen or something like that? Okay. Who's that in the... Uh, who, who is sitting in the living room? Oh, Johnny yeah. is sitting in the living room. Who, me? Yes, you. You know, something like that. that yeah. One. Yeah. Of the three CDs that I've published as Brian Funshine, uh, Rainbow Fun, Let's Sing, and Let's Move, Let's Move is the most ESL-friendly one. Who is sitting in the living room? Johnny is sitting in the living room. Who, me? Yes, you. You're sitting in the living room. I'm reading a book. So what got you into, like, voice acting and doing weird voices? And... You know, when, I, when you're singing songs with kids and, you know, and old MacDonald had it on this farm he had, you know, you're going to go into an old MacDonald kind of sound, you're going to do this country voice and... And then I started getting calls when I was doing theater production here to do voice work. So I'd never done it before. Yeah. I go in so, and I'm like, dog, cat, this is a bird. And they're like, okay, can you do that with a, you know, a lion's? But this is a lion. Okay, yeah, let me see what I can do. So, for, yeah. you know, I was like, wow, I need to be able to do character voices now? So, yeah, I studied. So your voice has been, like, I was looking at your site. It's been on a lot of commercials. And, yeah. and it was interesting seeing, like, the Pizza Hut ad, for example, mm. you're doing that in Mandarin Chinese. Yeah. So is it like they wanted someone who had an American accent yeah. for that? Yeah, it's or? like, you know, it's a little bit, you, you could almost say it's a little bit racist or whatever. But like, <laughs> like uh, for example, the uh, when you, you know, Mr. Miyagi or something, uh, oh, you have to do, right? Rocks on, rocks off. I mean, it sounds like you're making fun of them. Right. But then that's him. He's yeah. actually Japanese. So it's <clears throat> kind of OK. So I come here. I learn Mandarin. My Mandarin is not perfect. So when they want a foreigner, they want you to be like um, uh, the one that I got most famous for that everybody knows here. If I say it, you might not know it is Ingwen Yao Shui Hao Huan Jing Han Zhong Yao. And I'll, I won't even do that. Josh rest. is laughing over there. Have you, uh, you heard it? It sounds familiar. Okay, so this was literally 10 years ago. I recorded that. means English you want to study well. Was Environment is very important. If you want to study English, your environment is very important. And then they said the name of the company. So I recorded that on a commercial, radio commercial. And it played, and it probably still does, for years and years and years. Why did they pick me? Because they're saying, look, if a foreigner can come here and learn Mandarin well enough for you to understand what he's saying, then you can do the opposite. Right. That was the idea. 
so, so you that's your trick at parties now is you just say that line and everyone's like, Oh, you're that guy. Or 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 Dame la Lioha Pizza Lilo Tajami Wei Dasha or something like that. I don't remember the it's <laughs> been the year. Pizza Hut. See ya, whoa, whoa. I just I just did an advertisement for Domino's Pizza. <laughs> oh. Like that's literally what they say. Sure. The funny thing is I actually shh, also do Pizza Hut sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, whatever. It's like, they, I, I'm the only one of the very few people who can do it, do sure. that kind of stuff. And, and I'm not encouraging other people to do it because it is a really difficult path. Yeah. And um, you don't want competition. <laughs> who does? But it's, it's a really, it's a pain in the neck to, to do certain things here. And other things are easy to do. And, and mm. that's kind of why we stay, I think, because it's just like a roller coaster of yeah. life here. Uh, but for so, yeah, for voice work, for Mandarin, if they want Mandarin, they, want, they, they don't want perfect Mandarin. They want kind of slightly weird Mandarin. So have you been hired to do like some composing for any of these commercials or anything like that? I have. I have and it's not my focus because it's all, it's really challenging. When you do music for uh, a commercial the pay's good, but there it's like I'll say it this way, when you do music or, or voice or anything for like an educational thing you're looking at they're paying attention to within an hour's time how many problems are there or mistakes there are but when you do a 10 20 or 30 second piece of music for a 10 20 or 30 second commercial they look at every second really really closely every note every instrument every when you're doing voice every enunciation every little part has to be just how they want it and if it isn't you got to do it again and again and again. So for voice mm. and music, it's the same thing. The higher up the musical ladder you go, the m- the more likely you're going to have more issues with getting the job done. Which ultimately is the goal: is just got to get the job done. You can't. When it comes to songwriting, if you ask me what was the most important thing, I would say get the song done. Because honestly, it's so easy to never get it done, never finish it, because nothing. It's not perfect. There is no perfect. Yeah. Did you study calculus? Yeah. What was calculus well, about, right? Yeah. You go up a hill and you never get there, right? Ultimately, the, the more close you get to the top of the hill, there's an even smaller, more and more microscopic, you didn't get there yet. Until finally, you say, okay, I'm there, and you're yeah. there, right? So just get so, it done, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like if it, so this weaves into, um, so Josh had a question mm. for you too, which I have a, this question chain going on the podcast from guest to guest. Okay. I just talked to Josh. Okay, maybe. So, so Josh. Okay, okay, yeah. My question is about finishing because uh, when, when I've talked to musicians in the past, uh, they, they all have different perspectives on, on, on finishing. So like, my, my question is this. Uh, when when there's no deadline, when there's no client, when you're just writing for yourself, writing for something that you want to do, uh, how do you know that that a piece of work is finished without the impetus of a client breathing down your neck? Okay, first thing I would say is give yourself a deadline. My third CD, I had to get it done because I was doing a CD release event. And guess what? My dad came for three weeks. So... My dad and I would hang out all day long, and at like 11 o'clock at night, he'd go to bed, and I would produce my album until 3 in the morning, and wake up the next morning and do it all again. I had to get it done. I made a deadline for myself, okay? Now, you're saying, what if I don't have a deadline? Well, I'm saying, give yourself a deadline, you know? I'm going to have this CD done in time for my birthday party, or, or, you know, because I'm going to play this song on my thing, and even post it. Make it public. Make a commitment. Dear fans, dear friends, on June 15th, I'm having a CD release party, or I'm having a, a, a playing of my unfinished work. I would love to have your feedback on it, because if your feedback 
after I get your feedback, I'm going to take that feedback and make tweaks, and then I'm going to release it. So what did you just do? You gave yourself a deadline without the final commitment. I think that's okay because you're yeah. at least you're, you get- you're saying, like this room, I, I brought you guys in here saying this room is pretty much done. Is it really done? No. Will it ever be done? No. I will always say, you know what, look, this, this little mark right here, I got to... But it's done enough for me to get the job, you know, it's for me to work, right? So if you're doing a, an album for yourself, you, what I would suggest doing, and this is really, is don't make a CD. You know, nobody buys CDs. I got hundreds of CDs. Nobody wants them anymore. They want about, they download online. Post your music online on the metadata type V1. <laughs> I just released yeah. 10 new songs. My album, it's, you know, 10 new songs about nature and in Taiwan. And it's got frog sounds and you're really happy. And then a year later, you're like, you know what? I'd like to mix that again. Okay, fine. Open up the file, mix it again. Upload the new version of the song, V2. Nobody knows any better, and the next people want to buy it. And you give all the people that bought it, or you gave it to before if you're not selling, the version, updated version. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, I made this album. In fact, uh, my friend did that. They did their album, and then they remixed it, and they made the remix version online for free. Oh, nice. You know, in the packaging of the CD that they spent thousand bucks to make there's a little card inside they're like hello we love you please feel free to go and download the updated versions of these songs where we made even more tweaks so it's you know that idea frightens me that there could be like these versions of my songs out there that are different mixes because then how do you like i would know if i carefully compared but you know who mixes your music out there i do right so, so you know, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is if, if your goal is to get it done so you can move on, then yeah. get it done. Yeah. If if you get it done and you're sure, really, really not sure, pay a guy 20, 10, 20 bucks, go to Fiverr or something, one of those sites, and there's guys on there that will listen to your track and give you feedback. If you send that to one or two guys, spend five or 10 bucks, and they're like, sounds great, man then you're done, right? If they say, you know, you can make the saxophone louder and the tuba quieter and you can uh, add a little reverb to it, then do that or don't do that. And you've got a second opinion, you know? Isn't that, isn't that enough? Mm-hmm. You know, send it to a record company. Are they going to publish it or not? Is, and if they're not, then what are they going to do? You know what they're going to do? They're going to say, great, thanks for the demo. We'd like to make these into, in, we'd like to produce these songs with our famous singer now. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? You think that happens? <laughs> it happens. I know it happens because I tried that industry here. Another industry I tried here that I very quickly realized I did not want to do is pop music. What you do with pop music is you do a relatively final version of a music at your home studio level quality with what you got, and you send it to them. And then they're like, great, we like it. We want to buy the rights to it. They're not buying that piece of music. That, they're not buying that. They're buying the rights to take that and make their whole version of it with their Grammy Award, whatever award-winning, what's the Grammy here, the horse, Golden Horse or something, award-winning composer, and then they send it to their their mixing guy who sends it to their mastering guy in Hong Kong because they say nobody here can master. I don't know if that's true. And, oh, and they get the, their, their singer, and then they add their tweaks to it, and then they put it on their album, and you've got your, your, your credits. Yeah. But they're not using your version of it, so... Just get so it that, done, man. You know, yeah. it's back to that. It's like, did that answer your question at all? In a roundabout sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I let me just let me just finish so that I can make sure I get my point out. Is that how do you know when you're finished is very personal. 
but you will never get it perfect. Let's say that I, um, I play you my track, and when you hear the track, you hear this thing that just sticks out to you, and then you listen to it a couple more times. If that same thing still sticks out, fix it. The problem will either get more in your ear, it will dig in deeper, or it will dig in less. So, yeah. You know, it, and I mean, even like, I thought about this when I was listening to a Beatles song one time that the percussion part, I think it was like tambourine or something, just stuck out so much. And once I started hearing it, I couldn't unhear it. Right. But, you know, like, even even those Beatles records have these, what we might be tempted now to, like, make it sound perfect or bury it. You know, like sometimes they just were like, "Yeah, throw it in there." And right. <laughs> well, you know, they re- they their stuff. They had the mono mixes originally, where everything was all you know in one spot. Yeah. And and then uh, you know, new technology stereo is here yeah. now, and they're like, "Okay, we got stereo, so we need stereo." And the yeah. Beatles, you know, what I'm saying like, you. But now people want to go back to the mono. Yeah. They will actually listen to the mono version because that's the original intent. I don't know. I mean, yeah. How about for voiceover? Like what? What kind of mixing do you do, or do you just send them the raw files and they handle both? It? Usually, I I ask them what they want, and usually they want raw. So raw is just mono, nice low level. They can bring it up in digital; it's fine. Sometimes I'll send them both. I'll send them a, uh, my idea, add a little compression to it to even it out. Um, I'll do like a, I'll low take off the hundred. I think it's around a hundred hertz and below. I'll, I'll just take that out. Um, but some people, they want to be able to control that themselves. That's usually better. If they have no idea what they're doing, that's, that can be a problem. Yeah. But I don't add reverb or delay or anything to that, typically. Yeah. You know. It also so, depends. Voiceover is either on top of something or it's on its own. If you're doing voice and it's just voice, you better have your, your act together because people are going to hear room sounds and background noise and everything. But if you're doing your voice on top of music, you can get away with murder. I mean... I cannot believe some of the places I've gone to do voiceover and I'm just like, or sing, and, and I'm like, dude, you can't re- you're going to record in here? No absorption on the walls, background sounds, and people talking over there. Like, yeah, 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 it's fine, because we're going to add a <laughs> track on the back of it. If you want to buy your stuff at this store, you know, they're, they're not going to hear any issues with my voice. Yeah. And the best thing you can do, once again, is cut out all the lows. You can cut it out all the way. And for a female voice, you can cut out to like 120. Mm. And some guys, you can if a guy's talking up here like this in this range, you can cut out even more. Yeah. And then there's noise gate. Noise gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whenever the volume of your voice goes below a, a certain level, it turns off the microphone. And then when right when you start talking, it turns back on again. So that whenever you stop talking, you won't hear anything for a second. Mm-hmm. But if you do it wrong, you'll create a pumping sound or like a... Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like Darth Vader sound. <laughs> yeah. And like, if you, I've tried that with mixing film sound, but, you know, sometimes like it's almost more distracting if the noise cuts out completely from the dialogue right. track or something. But yeah. I know they do that for most Hollywood movies, like, mm-hmm. and then just replace all the background sound. Right, right. They'll do all the Foley back in because it depends on the room you're in, once again. But if you're in a, yeah, so they can noise gate it out and then add it back in later. So they'll take a microphone and record the sound of the room you were just in, the clinking of the dishes in the restaurant, and then they'll put that track back in, and then your voice will be already edited so they can manually cut out the backgrounds when you stop talking or use a gate. And then what they'll do is they'll use a, a, a type of compression 
I think it's called sidechain compression. Or yeah, sidechain compression, so that every time you talk, it will compress, push down the level of the uh, background sounds or the background music, so that your voice comes out clearly. Yeah, hmm. so. I've used sidechain compression in music, but I haven't thought about it for sound. usually it's used Film for sound. Like, yeah, yeah. Usually, it's used for like kick and drum and bass. <laughs> Want to get that yeah. like, boom, boom, boom kind of sound, <laughs> um, but and it can. It's I'm actually that's something that I'm actually still kind of learning how to do myself. Yeah, I have a plugin called Track Spacer, and that's what that does. It, you know, when the voice comes in, the music just comes down a little bit, just compresses, pushes it a little bit. You don't want to do it too much, otherwise, like you said, it's too obvious. Yeah. So, what's your question for the next guest? I contribute to a songwriters uh, and composers Facebook group that I sometimes put my stuff up there. And I always tell them what kind of feedback I am looking for. Because sometimes when you're writing music, you, you're at a phase where maybe you're really not caring so much about the lyrics. You're more caring about the theme or the general concept or the melody or something. So I would ask for the next guy or, or person is... How do you get feedback from others that suits your needs at the time without getting feedback that's not really what you're looking for? Sure. I, I really Because people will just focus on what they what's obvious initially, whatever, yeah. yeah, what's obvious. Or what's important to them. Like for example, when I uh, I just I you know, I just submitted some music and when I write songs, I I sometimes do totally improv songs. Like I said already, I just start singing, play the guitar maybe, and something comes out. And that's what it is. That's the beginning. Sometimes it's just perfect, and I don't change anything. Um, I did a song that was, um, and it was this feeling, I was feeling like I didn't want anybody around me right now. So I did this song, and I did um, two whole sheets of chords and lyrics, and I, it's exactly how I did it then, is exactly how I you know, mm. have the song now. 100% improvised. And you'll actually probably say you're lying, because it, I would I would think you were lying if you told me that. It was that And the lyrics came to you? Yeah. Like in the moment yeah, of that's, doing the demo? That's what I do. If you would only stop pretending and let me get on with my life I could be what I want to be instead of I posted one the other day about strawberries. That was, uh, I said, Jenna, what do you want to do? She says, strawberries. Strawberry. Uh, I started singing, just nothing in mind. No chords, no lyrics, no melody, nothing. I started singing a song, and it was this really nice, kind of cute song about strawberries. People make fun of strawberries, but I think they're kind of nice. Not too sweet. Just right to me. I like the way they're soft, and they have little seeds. They're sweet, and they're not too sweet. Pick them off the bush. Share them with your friend. 
times a year It's clear that strawberries are good Did you train yourself to get better at writing lyrics quickly? I just did it a lot. I've been doing it for 20 years. You know. So in the beginning we had this, we called it The Game. And the game was that it was kind of a little bit dirty to make it more funny for us, you know. is is You'd have to make it a little bit erotic or a little bit creaky or a little bit weird or a little bit, like, psychedelic or something to make it funny. And it was like, all right, give me three words. Now, you couldn't just be, like, dog, cat, and fish. No, it had to be, like, dog, lasagna, and um, escapades or... or a verb, maybe, and an adverb, you know, suddenly. And, and then uh, you would start singing, and your goal was not within the first 10 seconds to be like, dogs suddenly go on escapades, or whatever the three words were. No, you had to, over a period of time, reveal those words in a meaningful way. Do you think, how much of it do you think is like wanting to like tell a good story or like make the, the word the punchline? Like, the dot, like, let's say, it sounds like maybe your, your idea is that you reveal the dog kind of, or whatever the word is, mm. kind of af at the end. Not at the end necessarily, but you don't feel, people will, when they first start doing this, if you want to try it, the first thing you're going to want to do is, my dog, you know, because that's the word you're trying to get through. But my idea is, it doesn't have to be right away. It comes when it comes. So you do it for a while and you just keep getting better and better at it. Mm. So, but the goal is Do you think do you think that could translate to like when any kind of meaning in a song like let's say it's not just a silly song about a dog, but like I feel like that's a good good method for like if you're trying to make a point with your song or whatever. Man, you can use this to do the most meaningful, heart-wrenching, thought-provoking songs that you'll just be blown away. And I say you because you could do it. I, I, I do it. If you've never done it, I'm telling you, it's something you just can do. You develop the skill. It's a muscle. It's improv. Okay? We, I, I started a type of improv group here. I don't do improv group anymore, but that group was, you know, me and a couple other guys started that group, and we would do song improv games where we would create improvised songs, and you mess up. And the number one rule is you take pleasure in your mess-ups because the more afraid you are of messing up, the less likely you're going to just be able to cut loose and set yourself free, right? So if you're doing, if you want to do a really meaningful song, you can't be worried about making mistakes. You can't be worried about one word amongst a paragraph of amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other one is uh, mantra songs. I call them mantra songs. It's a really good way to develop uh, this uh, flow is... By mantra, I don't mean religion. I just use the word. But what I mean is, I call, you call them loop songs, but people think that's kind of weird. So a loop song, um, the one I wrote is called Unless That Appeals to You. What does it mean? I don't know. Who cares, right? I'm singing, singing, and singing, and I'm waiting for a loop that makes sense to me, like uh, a, a, a phrase that feels right to repeat, right? So you're just you saying, know. like, random phrases For until you get to one you like? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of in a storyline, but not really. I mean, I'm singing, you know, you know, I'm walking down the road and things are looking rough. 
things are looking rough. Oh, that was not so good. And then I'm going down and I see my friend and he's having a burger. And I'm vegetarian, so it's a veggie burger. And then maybe I'll loop on veggie burger. A veggie burger, a veggie burger, uh, uh, a veggie burger. And that's not the one I would do. Terrible example. <laughs> but the one that I did that was good, it ended up going to this part. Unless that appeals to you. Unless that appeals to you. I looped that for like five minutes. Over and over again, the chords part going the same on the guitar. And it was just the emotion. It was like I almost started crying. It was like the buildup of emotion in my heart. I could feel it. And I'm not even singing anything that makes any sense. So that way, when you sing something that makes sense to you, you know where that emotion is. You have to be able to grab it from somewhere. You have to be able to grab the emotion of your voice of the song in voiceover if, or in acting. Let's say you're an actor and you have to act like you, your, your girlfriend just got killed or something. Oh, it's terrible. How are you going to have that energy? You've got to find that energy somewhere else and bring it inside you so you can experience that feeling. You have to feel it inside of you. If you can't feel it inside of you, it won't sound right. People will, will sense that it's fake. So singing, songwriting, acting, improv, it's all... All has the same those same qualities. Yeah. Really. You have to bring it from within. So follow all your dreams. Or at least maybe just a few. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't have to jump out of a plane unless that As long as we're talking about making up songs on the spot, uh, I have a tradition on the podcast where people get to write their own theme song for the podcast intro. Okay. Um, so the podcast is called Composer Quest. Okay. So would you be up for a quick Composer Quest sure. jingle sort of sure. thing? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like um, an instrument and play? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. How long are you talking about? Um, like 20 seconds. Oh, okay, okay. So, the, you know, the thing is, is that sometimes things come out great. Sometimes they're stupid. You, you never really know what's going to happen when you do this kind of thing. You, you have to just uh, take the good with the bad and do it a lot, you know. And, you know, you don't have to be in a hurry to get started. to find something new And some people tell me that I'm strange and confused I'm on a quest On a composer's quest Let me take you Around the world Nice. Okay, that was probably longer than you needed. <laughs> no, that's great. But, that's but you know, I like, is that the best song I've ever written? The worst song I've ever written? Probably somewhere right in the middle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you listen to that, it's a concept. What did I, I can almost tell you, I, I kind of forgot, but 
I made a beginning and I ended it and then stuff in the middle. Writing a song is like right making a sandwich, right? You got to have stuff in the middle. You got your, you know, your your cheese, your veggies, whatever it is you put in the middle, and then you got your bread. So, to me, the the bread is the the beginning and the end of the song. So you ideally every time you do these songwriting games, you come up with an ending. So your endings sometimes get a little cheesy, but you're wrapping up the story. So it's not rocket science, but in the end, you have to be able to judge what is good enough and what is something you want to release and what is something that, that you want other people to hear. Yeah. Well, Brian, uh, thanks for chatting with me. Cool. And um, what, what's your website for people? Who uh, website is brianfunshine.com. I've got my kids stuff on there and my non-kids stuff on on there. And um, you can find me on YouTube. I have uh, tons of links to videos of my voice stuff and my music stuff there. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Brian. All right. Thank you. Take a, if it's an accident, that's an error that feels good, then you leave it in. You know, you want those. Hey, this is Charlie, and I'm in the Taipei airport because I decided to take a little detour. I'm going to take the Composer Quest World Tour to Japan, but more specifically, Okinawa, which is a small island southwest of mainland Japan. And my friend Masaki Genka lives there. We met in college. Um, Masaki's going to show me around. And I don't have any interviews lined up, but maybe Fortune will smile on me and I'll get some people to talk to. Well, I made it to Okinawa, and I'm here with my friend Masaki. How are you doing, Masaki? Good. How are you? <laughs> Good. Yeah, we realized that we hadn't seen each other in eight years. Eight years. But you look the same. <laughs> <laughs> you also look the same. <laughs> yeah. So, where are we right now? We are right now in Shui Castle, which is like huge red castle. Yeah, it's pretty beautiful. So we'll just wander around and see. And um, like I, I, I don't have any podcast interviews planned <laughs> but maybe at some point oh this duck is coming up to us maybe he'll be up for an interview Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> uh maybe at some point we'll we'll find a musician or songwriter or something hopefully yeah So, Masaki, yes. we are 
at the beach. Um, what island are we near this here? This is Senaga Island. Very close from airport. Yeah. And we've heard a lot of and seen a lot of、um, jet flyovers from the military. I、right. guess because there's this is a Japanese military base and, and US military base too.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I'm getting some good, good sound effects here that I can use because <laughs> I always need these like plane transition noises. Because <laughs> a lot of times I'm, I've been on a lot of. Whoa, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. Did you hear that like whistle? Yeah. Uh, weird. Okay, that was another one coming.、Uh... There you have it. <laughs> Jet flyover is constantly. Oh my gosh. Well, maybe I'll walk down to the water and people can get a sense of what, what that sounds like. Like. They've never heard waves before, probably, so. <laughs> so I realize this is the first part of my trip that I've actually seen the ocean. Even though I've been in California and out on the East Coast and in Taiwan, but I haven't actually been down by the ocean before. Yet, so this is nice. Masaki, do you know what kind of bug this is? Yeah, I know, but I don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah. It's so loud. It is. <laughs> This type of bug is only for summer. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of like what we get in Minnesota summers, but just. Different. It's got a nice rhythm to it. <laughs> Masaki, we've taken a little trip.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and where are we right now? We are right now in Kayohaku、uh, Kinem Park, which is like north of Okinawa. And right now we are watching Dolphin Show. Yeah. <laughs> Also, the Halloween version of the dolphin show. So, I've never seen this one. <laughs> Whoa, that, was that that was the sound of the dolphins? Yep, yep. Oh, okay, cool.
Hamasaki, mm-hmm. we we kind of failed today. Oh. But not really. Um, so I had this interview lined up mm-hmm. at this the castle ruins here. What what is this castle? Katsuren Castle. Yeah. So we were supposed to meet someone here, but I think since I sent the email so late, mm-hmm. and I said tomorrow, she thought it was the next day. So I don't have her number, and I don't think this interview is going to happen. But I guess that's a public service announcement to always, if you say tomorrow, just put put that day in parentheses. Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah. But all hope is not lost because mm-hmm. you you mentioned that your sister is going to be practicing some traditional music. Yep. With, so, yeah, what what is going to be happening there tonight? Uh, tonight at 9. It's close to my home. So hopefully we can make it and yeah. get some nice recording maybe. Yeah. And it's going to be... What, like singing and some instruments? Instruments and singing. And maybe dancing. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So, Masaki, we're sitting in what, what I described as kind of like, seems like the Perkins <laughs> of Japan. Yeah, kind, kind of. <laughs> it's franchise. It's like very comfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. Nice Japanese food. Yep. So... It's like less than 12 hours, I think, I'll be on a plane back to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of sad. Like, sad. I, haven't, I haven't seen you in so long, and I'm already going to be leaving. But I thought, well, I should just interview you. All right. So, because <laughs> you, you studied art at St. John's. Yes. And specifically photography. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, like, what are some techniques like you've learned about creativity? I think I'm easy to influenced by someone. So if I see something interesting, then I feel like I want to take some photos yeah. like them, but try to make it my way, you know? Yeah. I feel like photography is interesting in that way because you are kind of like relying on your surroundings more than other art right like music you can just come up with it from your own mm-hmm. head but you have to be like an observer with it true do you have a favorite photograph you've taken hmm not really I need to take more pictures that's for sure but someday someday get that. so when we, we studied abroad together mm-hmm. in London. What was that like for you being in London? And like, we had an awesome art class right. too, like learning about all these paintings and mm-hmm. like paintings I thought I would never care about, like these still life paintings, mm-hmm. which seems like the most boring thing in the world. But right, right. But yeah. still have some kind of meaning behind it, which is, I think, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the still lifes that I remember was there would always be a skull in the middle, mm-hmm. and it there's all these riches around the skull, like fancy stuff, and it kind of meant like in the end you're gonna die. Right. Like that was basically the point of all those paintings. Strong metaphor for 
life, I guess? Yeah. And I wonder what the artists thought about, like, they must be very conscious of, like, even though I'm doing this art, after I die, it won't matter, really. Yeah. But, but it does, right. in a way. Right. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got pretty dark with this interview. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, Masaki's on the phone with his sister right now. We might be foiled again. Sounds like there might not be a rehearsal tonight. We'll see. We'll see what he says. All right, Masaki, what's the verdict? Okay, unfortunately, I'm kidding. Uh, it's gonna be like 9.30. Oh, okay. But she needs, still needs to ask if we can enter or not. So maybe oh, okay. we can just go. And then maybe we can get in. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. The adventure continues. Yeah. Should we chug this tea and then hit the road? Sure. We're driving right now to Masaki's sister's rehearsal. And just like I asked about like music that gets played on the radio here, but you're saying it's like mostly talk radio. Talk radio. Yeah. But the the station that always plays music is like the military base, so a lot of American music. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I can... Right now it's AM, so I'm going to FM. Some Okinawan music. There we go. So we were talking earlier about, like, we were listening to a song and I thought it sounded sad, but you didn't. Do you think this sounds sad? It's alright. It's actually the same song. Really? Yeah. Whoa. That's why I feel like <laughs> kind of familiar. <laughs> Whoa. Well, what? Maybe. Yeah. maybe. You, you said you felt like someone going away. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah, we heard that this melody at the at the dolphin place, mm-hmm. like the aquarium. Aquarium. What are the lyrics? It's like people come to Okinawa, please, something like that. Oh, totally opposite meaning. Oh, opposite. Yeah, like <laughs> going away feeling. <laughs> but is it like? Positive song? Positive, kinda. It's like, yeah. Huh. That's so weird because to me it sounds like so sad and mournful. Mm. (laughs) Like, please come to Okinawa. Please. (laughs) But that's not really the meaning. Huh. Cool. Thank you. 
is this song? I don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> That's Okinawan language. Oh. Not, okay. So not Japanese, but not Okinawan. Japanese. So this would have been like older, like what, 70s maybe? Recorded? Or. Why are you laughing about this one? She's singing about Okinawa. Oh. <laughs> That's Japanese, so I... Okay. Like, what kind of plants, what kind of flowers? She's just saying and... <laughs> Listing off stuff. So would this be like your parents' era music, maybe? I don't think so. This sounds so new. Oh, okay. Huh. That's funny. Maybe it's just because I'm hearing it on the radio, but it sound, sounds like it was from yeah, a long time ago. But mm -hmm. Some people still make this kind of music. Oh. Synthesizers. <laughs> this one must be new. <laughs> also about Okinawa. Yeah. Is there a lot of like island pride here, or, like national pride? Yep. <laughs> we love Okinawa. <laughs> Plucked instrument is that shamisen? Sanshing. Sanshing. Yes. Okay. And that's what your the instrument your sister plays. Yes. And it's like three strings. I tried playing it today and I wasn't that good. But <laughs> yeah, it's different, different sound. How do you say? It? Yeah, it's like uh, the tuning is different, different tuning yeah. than a guitar or violin or something. And but there's no frets, so you, no frets. you just have to like learn. Yep. And the, the like base of it is made out of real snake skin, right? Yep. What do you think this song will be about? Okay, it's I think it's song about Okinawa. <laughs> Trying to picture what is a radio station that all the songs are about Minnesota. <laughs> that would be so weird, but kind of cool. This one sounds like a little bit of American folk. Guitar, it's to me, but I don't know. Does this sound? What is this one about? Do you know? Jitoyo? Jintoyo. Uh, 
I don't know the meaning. But singing about Okinawa. <laughs> but this is famous song. Oh, I, I know. I cannot sing it, but I recognize huh. the thing. So, like a, an older song. I think it's old song. Just a new version of it. Mm-hmm. It's catchy. Walking down the street, we've yep. um, made it to the close to the place, right? Yep, it's right there. Okay, cool. I hope we can watch the practice. I hope. So you think we might just not be invited once we're here? To... No idea. Oh, it's at someone's house. Yep. Oh. This is the place. Is your sister in there? I don't know. I can't see. Should be. Sarako. They just started the rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever. Sure. It's not quite. No answer? No answer. So what's happening right now before the... Rehearsal. I think they are preparing for something, some kind of festival is going on. Oh, okay. And then it's gonna be dancing and singing and playing instrument. Yeah. Oh, oh we can hear them. Mm -hmm. Should we just sneak in, maybe? I don't know if I can go anywhere. There's a little hole in the door. Right. So maybe I'll just peek in. <laughs> I could sneakily record. All right. Through the hole in the door. <laughs> it's not going to be great sound, but I know. could do it. is coming. Okay, so it turns out she wasn't actually in there anyways. She wasn't. <laughs> Alright, so we'll catch her Soon. and she'll give us the password, secret password to get into this house. Hopefully. <laughs> so you're saying we just walked by your photo teacher's, mm -hmm. your original photo teacher's yeah. place? What got you started in photography originally? I think it was my friend 
told me that my picture is great, looking beautiful. Oh. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Let's start photography. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Yeah, sometimes it just takes like one word of encouragement. Right. I needed it. Yeah. yeah I thought it, it also good because I kind of wanted to express myself since I'm not that expressive person. Oh. So that's I'm trying photography. One reason. Yeah. Maybe she's here. Oh, that looks like your sister. What kind of thing? I don't know. 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 She said, we don't know yet. Don't know yet about don't know if yet. we can record. What? Enter. Or enter, even. <laughs> okay. So, right now it seems like the orchestra is assembling outside, ready to go in. She's explaining like, who you are. Chari. Konnichiwa. Okay, it's looking like we're invited. Yes, we can go in. We're invited in and given small little pink stools to sit on. Thank you. 
Yes. No. Oh. Well, I I just wanted to say that was very beautiful, and thanks for having me come to this uh, rehearsal. I was I was very impressed by how you could memorize everything. Because when I was listening, I couldn't hear like a regular tempo or um, time signature like four four, but it's kind of changing a lot. はじめるタイミングが違うでしょ。ああ。それがなんかすごかった。うん、難しい。いや。疲れてきた。リーダーですか。リーダーですか。リーダー。シュワスクリーン。おお、オッケー。シュワスコントロールしない。おお、そういう